Welcome to another episode of Get a Good Start. Hey folks, I started getagoodstart.com to help other people. And one of the ways I can do that is to introduce you to resources that can help you be successful. The Growth Suite is one of those partners and their mission is to provide you with the skill set, mindset, and tool set to increase your impact and income. Check out their free resources for Get a Good Start listeners over at thegrowthsuite.com slash getagoodstart. Don't forget to visit getagoodstart.com for links to our guests and a list of action items that can help you get a good start. Hey folks, welcome to this show. This week I got a doozy for you. 21 years ago, my next guest left Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, driving away with his degree in history from Lehigh University, and I bet you he never thought for a second that what the future would hold for him, that he would be the founder of president of a very successful award-winning marketing agency located in Mawa, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, president and founder of the DSM group, Darren McGarrow. Welcome, Darren. Thanks, Scott. Wow, the way you put that, I seriously, I got to get that like canned and like ready to go for all of all of the intros I do. That was that was phenomenal. My mom wasn't super pleased when I decided to do this, but um, it's pretty cool to hear that. Thank you. Well, Darren, you know, certainly our history, I know a little bit about you. Truthfully, there's always a little something behind the man. There's always something that gets him ticking every day. And so for you, what is a good start for you? How do you get motivated and get going every day? Uh, it's kind of an old adage and it's kind of cliche. Like you have to love what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked really hard to get to where I am in DSM. Like at this point in time, you know, when I started it, obviously, like, you know, the story, we started out of a front porch with a laptop and Ikea furniture. Um, I love, I love what I do. I think that's the first part. I think that's super important for anybody's career. Um, find what you do and do more of it. I love the people that I do it with, the relationships that I've built up through the years, both, you know, with our current staff, with our current clients, with clients of the past, like a lot of the clients that we have or that, you know, for whatever reason, don't work with us anymore after 14 and a half years, they've remained friends. Um, and I think the core of that, what drives me every day to want to do better is to keep facilitating those relationships. I love like, I love the give and take. Mm -hmm. I love interacting with people. I enjoy, you know, like today having lunch with, you know, a new contact or a newer contact with my, in my life. One of my, you know, one of my son's friends, dads, an old friend, you know, Gary, bringing those people together, seeing how they can do stuff together, how they can help each other, you know, that to me is like the ultimate friction in life that like gets me right. going every day. So it's that getting up, loving what you're doing every day, getting charged up, going out, making those relationships and making them work and, and keeping in contact with people. I think a lot of folks that have been on the show have said similar things, but not directly the way you said it. And I think it's important to note that if you love what you do, getting up in the morning isn't work, right? It's, it's, a, it's a day of passion. You're doing what you love to do. And certainly you learned a lot of things along the way, right? You, you know, from leaving Lehigh to today, what a journey that has been. And if you could, if I could throw you back in, 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 in a DeLorean with a, mm -hmm. with a flux capacitor in it and send you back to, to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, 
where you could see yourself coming out of school and you could give yourself a piece of advice that would get you a better start to your career, what would that advice be? Shut up and listen. I, uh, I had a pension for, and again, framing it out. And I want to frame it out for your audience and say that I love what I do. And I have a 12 year old, a 10 year old and a six year old. Um, and my wife and I, what we're trying to teach them right now, like, especially to our 12 year old, not every day is like the best day ever. Like those hardships and those failures and those things you think you're scared of, those are going to be the ultimately the things that give you the most, um, the best bang for your buck when you get older. Mm -hmm. kids don't understand failure real well. Um, and when it, when they fail, it, it, it like, it hurts so much. So what I will, what I would tell my younger self would be like, dude, you're going to fail so many times, like so many times. And, you know, I'm okay with like talking about it now. It, it's still like there, there were really hard times where we were together, you know, in, in my career where it was, it was dark. Like I didn't know what it was going to be like. So framing that out for folks that like, I love what I do not every day is a bed of roses. And right. like, that's, that's a good thing to understand in order to get to where you want to go. And, and there's another part of that. I don't think you ever really get to where you want to go. I think there's an evolution that comes with a career. Um, Cause there are still things that I learned today. And actually the great quote that I wanted to share <laughs> that just happened to be in, in Darren K. Roberts, uh, newsletter yesterday, there's two things that come with it. The first is the hardest part is mustered, mustering the humility to admit you don't know what you're doing. And the second hardest part is being willing to listen and accept advice. That would be for me how like everything's coming together, like for this interview today, my younger self, I thought I knew everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought like, I didn't need advice from anybody. If I could go back the amount of wisdom that my dad, my dad passed away when I was 18, the amount of wisdom that he was imparting on me, he was an older guy. He was, you know, he was born in 1927, like this just crazy, crazy, the time frame difference between us like 50 years. If I could tell my younger self to, to shut up and just, and just listen, I would have made a world of difference and it probably would have saved me a, a lot of heartache. But that's kind of gotten me to where I am today and, and the humility that you, that you have as you get older, I guess, or that you start to formulate. Your, your advice to yourself, just shut up and listen, is actually uh, brings up a, a, a quote that I read not too long ago that Confucius said. And he said, a growing tree makes no noise, but a falling tree makes a crashing sound. And it's interesting because if, if you just shut up and listen, you grow. And if you talk too much, you crash. And, and that's not true for every situation, but it's interesting how, the, you know, I just saw that quote the other day and you're saying you just saw um, that quote. It's it the synergies, I believe, that are in the world are remarkable and how everything kind of comes together when you need it to come together. Certainly you left, you know, Lehigh thinking you knew it all. And I'm sure there's a batch of students there this past May who thought they knew it all.
And if you could go give them a little real world advice, a little slap on the face, would it be that same advice or would it be something different? Uh, it would be, it would, that would be part of it. Um, definitely listen more, be, be humble enough to know that you don't know everything and accept critique. It's not coming usually, you know, unless the person's a jerk, it's not coming from a place of, um, malice. Mm -hmm. Um, it's usually constructive criticism if you have a halfway decent boss. Um, but the other part of it, I would say is, you know, a, a lot of folks today, okay, so great story. Like I left Lehigh with a history degree. I was going to be a teacher. I ended up in advertising because I couldn't get a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I, here I am 20, 22 years later running an ad agency. If I, if I would have left Lehigh in, you know, in July or June of 19, 19 you know, 2000 and said, Oh, I'm going to be running my own marketing firm for 50, 15 years. I would have laughed. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was crazy. And my mother definitely would have laughed because she gave me like a month in the house. She's like, bro, you got a month to figure out what you're going to do or <laughs> you can go crash on your friend's place in Hoboken. Like, that's <laughs> the way it was. Um, and, you know, I just happened to, it's a lot of the same way with DSM, like how I form relationships and mm -hmm. the people that have come in and out. It's a lot of serendipity. Um, but you actually have to put yourself out there and with the potential of failure um, in order for that serendipity to happen. Right. A lot of people don't even give themselves a chance. Yeah. You know, they're like, why don't I, you know, why am I not getting callbacks? Why am I like, sometimes it's not meant to be. Other times you really just have to put yourself out there and understand that failure is a part of the process or a no is a part of the process in order to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. Uh, after 15 years of doing this, I can tell you, I've had no said to me so many times. Uh, I can't even count anymore. Well, that's interesting. You should bring it up. How many times you were told no? Because I bet you as many times as you've been told no, you've interviewed people that you've had to say no to. And you've interviewed people that you had to say yes to because they were just that great. As a business owner, interviewing talent, um, you know, if every person walked through your door in the last 15 years had an equally impressive resume, what would be one thing that you would look for that would set them apart, that would make them the person that you would say, wow, you know, I think this would be a good person to join a team? Um, yeah, this was actually something that was kind of taught to me. One of the big things that we look for at DSM, obviously a good, good human being, like mm -hmm. that's paramount. Um, to who we are. We're not a big organization. So having people that you actually like enjoy being around really important. Um, another really important skill set is having an experience or like being a team, like on a team as you're growing up and having that skill set, like um, being a team captain, very important, shows leadership, might not be what puts you over the edge. But also having a skill set that, like, we've hired dancers, um, people that that come from something else that really had that really need a lot of like time and attention and and work ethic. Like, you're never going to become a good dancer unless you practice a ton, right? And, or like a gymnast, or um, 
a lacrosse player or whatever it might be. Um, unless you have the dedication to, to apply yourself to that craft, right. um, what is going to, what's going to, what's going to give us the inclination that you're going to apply yourself to what you're trying to do in our craft. If you didn't do that before. So, so, that, so that's, that's always so, stood out. So essentially finding something outside of the work arena that mm -hmm. demonstrates their desire to be dedicated to something and follow through and finish. Usually, if you don't have a passion for something prior to joining the workplace, um, it's it's going to be hard to find a passion when you're in the workplace because work is work. I mean, yeah. you know, when you're growing up, I you know, I happen to be I happen to love football and baseball. Um, baseball was kind of my jam. I was pretty good at it, and I really applied myself. Now, when I got to my freshman year at the University of New Hampshire and lasted you know, hot second playing baseball because I realized I didn't want to do it 12 months a year. Um, there, you know, I kind of burned out, but I applied myself from probably the third grade until my senior year of high school. And that's kind of directly or indirectly. Um, it's where I kind of get my drive from. Um, I have a lot. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, the, I don't have the most talent, but I, but I, but I, I'm very disciplined about kind of how I go about things. And I think that came from my baseball upbringing. Yeah, I think what you're, what you're saying is when you have a goal in mind, you dedicate yourself to it and you follow through with it, you know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And being able to take that and, and, and apply it to the professional world is something that you can you kind of feel out when you're interviewing someone. Uh, based on their background. And if you see that they were a dancer, like you said, or a lacrosse player or a baseball player, hey, they set a goal, they went after it with everything they had, and uh, now they know what it feels like to succeed or to fail and look for the next thing to succeed at, the aspirational part of it. When you graduated, you didn't think you were going to be a business owner. You didn't think you were going to marketing. You didn't think you were going to start your own business on, on your porch. But if I were a student and I said, Darren, you did it, I want to do it too. I just graduated. Here's my degree. It's still wet. They just printed it. I want to start my own marketing agency. What would you tell that 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 student? Uh, I'm actually kind of working with one right now, mentoring one down in South Jersey. And I just told them, I said, Jack, man, like know that there's going to be days that are harder. There's going to be very big wins. There's going to be very big losses, but maintain you know something that i <laughs> being sicilian i don't excel at um, <laughs> keeping an even keel um i didn't do a great job of it early in my career um and being that you know kind of what we spoke about being that like optimist yet realist um and understanding that like just putting one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of people i'll never forget it when, you know, people would say to me after a few years, like, you've already succeeded. I haven't done anything. Mm. They're like, most business owners don't make it past like year one or month nine. Like they just don't know what they're doing. And a lot of it, and again, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't go into it with like this grand scheme and tons of clients and starting out with a million dollar business. It literally, it literally started like Jerry Maguire in a front porch with like, instead of 
with a laptop instead of a goldfish. Like, uh, you know, that's what it was. Um, You're going to fail, you know, understand that there is a, that there's a level of success and failure, but keep putting one foot in front of the other. And as long as you do that, as long as you have integrity, as long as you have, as long as you're um, humble, and as long as you know that, like, you're not going to win every battle, but you put your best foot forward, like, you can lay your head down on a pillow at night. Yeah, I think the takeaway for a lot of folks is to realize that you got to get up every day. You got to put work into it. It doesn't. Yeah, you're going to have your wins. But after your win, you can't sit back. You got to get up the next day and work just as hard for the next win. And that next win may be a loss. So it's a roller coaster. But like you're saying, I think the even keel that you have to get to is the satisfaction in getting up and working every day towards a goal that you want to. You may never get there. Like you said, we, we've talked about this. You may never get to the ultimate, what you want to be, because you never know what you want to be. It always moves, right? But working at it every day, Picasso said, inspiration does exist, but it must find you working, right? And certainly what you're saying is get up. You got to work at every day. It's a grind, but it's Mm -hmm. a grind to something you love to do. And you're going to win sometimes. You're going to lose sometimes. But the wins, when you look back, you're never going to really remember the losses because you're only going to remember the wins. And I I think because you learn from the losses, but that usually turns, you know, it's like... um, in, in art school, when they teach you to draw, when they teach you about highlights, the brightest light is usually next to the darkest dark, right? So the light is hitting a corner of a cube, and that's so bright. And the next, on the, right on the other side of it is the darkest dark. And I've always said that that's how life is. The darkest dark usually reveals the lightest light. So you have to go through that darkness sometimes to get to the light. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. And Certainly being an optimist helps. And in today's society, you know, it, there's a lot of pessimism out there. There's one show I love, which is Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's it's a great, I mean, Ted is the ultimate optimist. I mean, you could tell him the world is exploding. He, he'd come up with some quip about how wonderful everything is. You know, he's, he's the glass, glass half full to an extreme. And, you know, if you were Ted Lasso, Darren, Thinking about the last year and a half, because we've heard so much negative about the last year and a half. What's something positive you could tell us about the last year and a half? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I've used the last year and a half um, working out of my basement here or whatever. Um, I've met people from literally around the world um through doing podcasts through you know we have a network now of six guys that are kind of like agency owners one's in toronto a few guys are in new jersey um one's in new hampshire and i've kind of chronicled this on on my social feed you know kate one guy casey's down in florida uh, that i used to work with in manhattan who i hadn't talked to in like 20 years it's brought people together um and i think that it's gotten people out of the comfort zone that was their little bubble. Um, I've been able to put myself out there. I've been able, we were just on a call yesterday. The six of us have a monthly call and it goes beyond work. It's not just work. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, a few of the guys are divorced. They're single parents. You know, we, we talk about life, you know, we talk about (laughs) yesterday's conversation, which you might find actually kind of funny kind of one of the parts of the conversation was, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? 
like ever. <laughs> this is this is a part of our conversations. Has anyone uh, in your audience has anybody ever seen a baby pigeon? This is a shout out to you, Drew O'Brien. Has anybody seen a baby pigeon? Everybody was like, "Nope, we haven't." So uh, <laughs> these are the the relationships. These are the conversations. These are the people that I've able to expand my network with. People that have enriched my life in myriad ways. Um, helped the business, mm -hmm. you know, grow, helped me grow as an individual, um, coming out of sort of, you know, in 2019, a very sort of dark period, um, in my professional career with regards to, you know, the company and where it was going and people in and people out. And it, it was just, it was really hard. It was a really difficult year. And the last two years have given me impetus to see what you were just explaining about sort of the darkest dark it is jutted right up against the lightest light you never think you're going to be able to get through something and then you get through it and you're like and then but but the but the importance of that is not to hold on to that the importance of it is to share it with others to be able to say okay like similar to what you're doing here i think this idea of 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 putting people in front of new graduates to give them insights and experience i wish i would have had this would have made me ten thousand times better as a professional and as a human being but you know you're you're dealt you you you're you're given the hand you're dealt and that's what you have to like work with mm -hmm. um so kudos to you for for doing this and and putting this out there to, to young folks because it, it's open yourself up to those relationships and you're going to see and, and put yourself out there. One of the greatest pieces of advice going back to the last thing you said mm -hmm. that I ever got working at DSM was congratulations. You know, you've, you've just won the account. The clock starts now you're officially on the clock for losing me as a client. Mm -hmm. You know, like you've won me as a client. Congrats. But now you're the clock starts on you losing me as a client. And that's that's the drive that like keeps me going. That's the drive that like you never want to lose a client. I mean, some sometimes it's not for bad reasons. Sometimes the company gets sold or whatever. You know, we've right, we've, right. Had, we've had some bad experiences, we've had some good experiences and everything in between. Um but being able to experience those things, that to me is what's invaluable and to be able to pass them on to you know a young guy like this kid jack that i'm you know kind of working with and helping him build his business up um it's 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 everything it's what my mentor told me you know my mentor kenny sullivan who passed away suddenly last year um foundational piece he was kind of my my dad after my dad passed away when i was 18 he kind of took me under his wing he was my next door neighbor growing up and um this guy had a very successful, like 35 year career at Viacom, you know, built out studios all over the world, was mm -hmm. you know, head of their commercial real estate. And yet he made time for me, you know, he made time to sit down and to laugh and to cry. And, you know, him and my dad were, were real good friends. Um, but 
you know, he didn't have to be the guy to take me under his wing and give me life advice. He didn't have to, you know, when I decided to drop out of school going into my sophomore year of college, you know, he was like, I got you, you know, you want to make money. I'm going to help you get a job. Got me hooked up with a construction company. You know, my, got my union card bank rolling like 24 bucks an hour as a 19 year old. What he didn't tell me was I was going to be hanging fire retardant up 12 hours a day in, in skyscrapers in Manhattan. And by, you know, after 12 hours of that, like after the third day, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and, you know, that was September. By November, I had enrolled in Ramapo on my journey to get into Lehigh. And that dinner at, at the Brick, it was the Wyckoff Inn at the time, which is now the Brick House up in Wyckoff. He'd take the time to, you know, share those dinners with me and sit down and spend a few hours with me. And he, he said it, he, he goes, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I didn't need to say anything. He didn't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. He just set me on a path and the outcomes were ultimately mine to take, but he set me on paths that he knew that it's such a gift to be able to have somebody young come under you and to, to be able to like steer the rudder a little bit, but right. have them see and make their own decisions that ultimately lead to really good outcomes for them mm-hmm. where you you now have the, the, the knowledge base to, to be like, all right, this is where you're starting and this is where I want you to go. But to actually see somebody take that journey to get to that place and to have them come to you and be like, this is what I did unknowingly. They're like, this is what I did. And here's why I did it. And you're sitting there going, thank God this happened. Like you put them on the course three months ago and now they're here. You did your job. And I think that's kind of like what our job is now, you know, at the stage of life that you and I are in Mm -hmm. passing that knowledge along. What are you doing? Right. Well, Darren, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, you know, for all all the listeners, of course, you could look at the blog and I'll be pulling out some key points from today's interview with Darren, as well as a link to his LinkedIn profile and to the dsmgroup.com, to his website, his company's website. Darren, thank you. Can't can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Um, you're, you're a great person with a lot of great insight. And I'm sure if uh, any students reached out to you, you'd be happy to field any questions from them. If not, they can get in touch with me and I'll put them in contact with you. So thank you, Darren. Yeah, Scott, thanks for having me. Um, and I'll put it out there to the audience. I, I am in charge of my LinkedIn account. So if you message, you're messaging me. Uh, I am happy to lend an ear, happy to lend any insight that I can. So that's an open offer to your audience. Thank you, Darren.